0: And we are live and it's almost Christmas. Hello everyone. Welcome for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. I'm Caroline. I'm doing this podcast with a lot of passion. I want to bring more attention towards puppetry. I want everyone to connect in this weird pandemic time and also in this great Christmas time. We can see it see it positively. So yeah, so I want you also to have a look towards social media and where are puppetry towards social media. So you can have a look on our Patreon. I will just bring the little banner here. Boom! We have a Patreon account. If you don't know what is Patreon, you must discover this because it's the platform for many artists. They share their work and they get value for that so it's really interesting so us it's patreon Puppet Podcast, and we have those workshops that we do and promote on this and so you can meet many puppeteers who have a lot of talent and they just share their passion for puppetry so this is the commercial part but tonight i'm so happy i have someone from canada here jim Moreau, yes, so we go to Nova Scotia. So over there it's nine, so one hour more, and we go uh, we, we go east more. So yeah, Canada is a big country, so I'm really happy to connect his vice president of Unima Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome in the screen, Mr. Jim Moreau. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so funny.
0: Yeah, it, it's the, the start, you know, you pump it.
1: <laughs>
0: Hi, Jim, happy to see you and thank you for accepting the invitation of the Puppet Podcast.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. Happy solstice to you. Yeah. You know, today is um, like a minute or two longer. This that's is going to be more sunlight today than there was yesterday.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's It's the longest
1: night, is it? What is today, 21st or the 22nd? We are 22, so it was yesterday. Okay, so yesterday was the shortest day of the year. Today, things are getting brighter. Yeah. And I'm talking to you on, on a day when things are starting to get brighter. So isn't that amazing? That's fantastic. Yeah. We yeah. start
0: to, to see that 2021 will be brighter and everything will be brighter since, yeah, we start this interview also. Okay. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, and you? You're surviving <laughs> in, in Nova Scotia. We're
1: surviving, you know, we're doing okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's different. It's totally different than what we've been used to over the last million years, but we're we're changing it up, you know, we're learning how to do new things and
0: Yeah, you have TV. Right now you do a TV project online. You you're amazing. But Jim, I want you to introduce yourself. Maybe from the start into puppetry, introduce yourself to the
1: people who are watching. Did go back that far to you? Oh my God, really? (laughs) I I like
0: you. I like the puppeteer to present himself. I feel it's kind of like an exercise at the same time.
1: (laughs) So I started many years ago. Um, My, you know, you had an interesting question about, you know, passion and stuff like that. And I have to admit, you know, puppetry was never my passion in the beginning. I didn't even know that it existed as something that someone could do. You know, originally I was so interested in sports and and playing and and, and being from the island of Newfoundland, I you know, we didn't have access to a lot of performing art and especially puppetry. So I, I it just wasn't on my radar until I went to a university here in Nova Scotia and uh, got involved in theater and and was hired by this incredible theater company back in 1978 and the theater company was producing plays for children. Um, and they used puppets and objects to tell the stories. And, you know, it's something I had never, never considered in my life. And nor even then when I was working, did I care or think there was something I would do. I was just having a lot of fun. And so here now, 42 years later, I'm, I'm, I'm still with the same company. And, uh, and I've developed an understanding of the medium, the object. I, 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 know, I know the object intimately. Mm-hmm. And I know, um, I know the power of the object and the power of the puppet, and what it can do and what it can say. And I, um, I really am, I think, I, I consider myself a really lucky person to have, that it found me. You know, somehow it reached out and grabbed me and said, Jim, this is what you're going to do. And... Um, so I said okay I hung on to the puppet tail, and off we go we're, we're on this mad adventure together so I'm sure everybody has their own st- their own story but you know mine just happened by fate I think more than anything else which is really quite extraordinary
0: yeah that's extraordinary and I love you you say it, it's mad at the same time it's it's a, a, extraordinary and and a bit Crazy at the same time this it's
1: art form. Crazy. I mean it's a crazy art form. I mean it's ridiculous, really you know pick, <laughs> pick things up and, and and play with them and make them live and make them move and make them talk and make them breathe and make them cry. Yeah. you know it's a but there's something about it. there's something that humans have connections with objects for a long time and and uh, so it's it's really quite a fascinating and powerful medium yeah. and dangerous, it can be a dangerous medium you know which is really very exciting you know <laughs> And the other thing I like about it, is the intimate, the intimacy between the object and the human, you know, the embrace that they, they embrace each other. You know, they, yeah. they come, they come together. Um, the human can't exist without the object and the object can't exist without the human. So they have this symbiotic relationship. They have, they have to, they depend on each other. There's a dependency and they learn each other's language and uh, the puppeteer can't speak for the object until, the, until he or she gets to know it. And so it's, it's, it's a very intimate medium and one that when i know when i'm when i have an object on my hand or i'm holding it or i'm moving it it's a very special relationship that's very tough to teach actually yeah you know? it's easy to teach the technique of objects but it's hard to teach how to invest and you know personality or or, uh, or thought into the object yeah. so that, that's a struggle sometimes but once you get it you never lose it. It's really, it's uh, it's quite special.
0: Totally, it's the the presence. It's art our, our to understand for an, uh, like a, an actor. But it's bring me the first question. It's a deep one, and you you almost answer it as <clears throat> the why, like the why what the, the what's make the art of puppetry an art that you cherish. Like what's make this love for this art
1: form. Like like I explained, I I developed a love. It's it's almost like we were forced together. You know, it was a forced marriage, and and it was awkward in the beginning, and um, yeah. I didn't quite understand what what I was supposed to do or what it was supposed to do, and it was very challenging. And I think only over time do you really underst- Can you really understand? You know, uh, what it that the love grows. That you know the. Yeah that you cherish it as, as the relationships grow, you know, obviously there are some puppets that I have a more affinity with than others. It's just something about them that they, we connect better. But the medium itself is something it's a, it's a love affair that, like I said, starts awkwardly. And it's, it, it's like a pair of shoes that don't fit well. And, and just, just, just keep working together and, and, and you keep building a trust and you build Build knowledge and build empathy, and and it just continues. And all of a sudden, that knowledge, you know, you, you allows you to create a deep connection with the object, any object, and and um, you you see the value and the worth, in being able to bring objects and puppets alive and explain things to people, tell stories with them. Yeah. It's it's really the most fascinating of all the performing arts media. There's no. nothing to compare with it.
0: And, you I know, agree. And, I agree so much. And I want to know an anecdote because I always want to relate and I feel to relate to a crush moment. Do you have like a, a specific <laughs> moment? You feel you you get this, whoa, this art get me.
1: Well, it, it, probably the moments that I remember the most are those that were early in my, as I was developing my my. My relationship with the object, and and you know there were there were puppets that I used 40 years ago. That if I picked them up today, it would I would if I would know they we would know each other intimately. Time and I may not have picked them up in 30 years, and I may not have uh, held them in 30 years. But there's uh, there's a connection that is uh, that is um, very personal, and uh, like so there an have Uh, could be Mm -hmm. like an instrument it could be if like a person who i've never been very accomplished in you know uh performer with instruments i play guitar a little bit but i don't have the same affinity with the guitar as i do with objects or something Mm -hmm. else but uh no i don't know if you're going to connect it to anything in life um i don't know maybe a race car driver who sits in a car and has that that feeling of you know that it's something very very familiar and, and they, they know each other, they know each other's movements intimately,
0: Yeah. but um,
1: yeah, so I go back to, I go back to the beginning when I was learning puppetry with people like um, Felix Merp, who came in and uh, taught me, he, he changed, he changed my, my whole thought on what puppets could be, and he was a great master of the, of the art form back in the day, and, uh, and others as well, you know, I had the good, good fortune of working with Jim Henson, and he was quite inspiring, and and people like that, you know, but then there are others. I'm inspired all the time, not so much by the great masters, but more by young people, because we teach, I teach all the time and I'm inspired by their enthusiasm and, and, and their insight and, and how they see things. And they see things differently than I do and, and how they connect with the object differently than I do. So I think that's really important too, is to, is to constantly keep growing and keep yeah. experimenting and keep playing you know, cause it's, there's obviously, I mean, I've lived a long time, so there's a lifetime of, of possibility. And I don't think you'll ever, ever get tired of it. If you're, you know, if you, like you say, you have a crush or a passion.
0: Yeah, totally. It's so That's cool. It, it, it's, it's so true. It's so true. And I feel that the, the passion is something to you can put fire on. You can like, build it. And I want to go to the chat a little, Jim, to let you know that we have Wanlu, who was an international ventriloquist who are watching from Philippine right now. So, hi, Wanlu. Yeah, and mm-hmm. people, if you want to write question to Jim, feel free to write it in the comment, and I will bring it to him into the screen like this. So, Jim, you were talking about uh, teaching puppetry, mm-hmm. I want to know, in your opinion, the field of study, what would be the best one to become a puppeteer?
1: Where to go to learn to be a puppeteer?
0: Yeah, or or like, you know, people come into puppetry from acting, other from building, other from dance. Like, what is the tools a puppeteer needs to train in?
1: It, it's so personal, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. in, I've, worked, I've worked with dancers who who take to the medium very easily, and I work with dancers who don't. You know, I work with professional performers who take to it easily, and 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 some that don't. Be, you know, I I think it's really important that your that people are students of life that they <clears> that they get out of their living rooms and away from the screen and they get outside and they study and they study people and they study things and textures and objects and and they become familiar. More with the tactile world, you know, the bigger world, as opposed to, I'm I'm sure you can learn in a studio and in a workshop technique and things like that. But the, I had a friend ask me one time, he said, Jim, how how can I become an artist? And mm-hmm. I, I said, question. OK, well, he, what he meant was a visual artist. <clears throat> and I said, well, OK, the, the best way is to you just get some paints and paint a picture and then put it in the closet. And then paint 100 more pictures. Paint 100 more pictures. And then take your painting out of the closet and look at them and, and see if you've improved. And I bet you will improve. If you paint 100 pictures, you're probably going to become very good. So it's no different. I mean, the only way to become a good puppeteer, <laughs> you can study all you want. You can study technique. You can study, you know, The only way to become a really good puppeteer is to do, it. Yeah. And to do it and to do it and to do it and to do it all the time over. Like and as over. much as you can, and if you're not learning, well, there's something wrong. But I, I, I guarantee you, most everyone will, will learn. You know, you, with uh, over time, it, you can't help but. And what you'll do is you'll develop your own style.
0: Yeah, that's...
1: your own voice with the object, whatever that is. You
0: know? That you bring it personal. You you bring your own soul towards the object.
1: That's... Yeah, we teach puppetry here in our animation program, and it's really it's an intensive three weeks and. And it's really fascinating it's, 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 extraordinary. And, but we still only teach the basics after three weeks of intensive work. You're still only knowing, you can come away from it answering the question, do I like this medium or don't I? Mm. You know, and if I like this medium, then let's build together. Yeah. With it. Experiences together. And through that work, you're going to improve and become become, uh, you know, a better performing artist and a better puppeteer, right? That's a
0: wonderful answer. So we, have a, a, we have a question from the audience. So <laughs> I will bring in Jim and we will discover this question together. I think you have two questions. So it's Felix who asks, like you want to know about how can you say a puppet has or not thought?
1: interesting.
0: Oh. Can you it's give good. an example? Oh, Felix. <laughs> it's, it's deep. Eh? We have deep listeners.
1: It's, it's actually really very important. Um, you know, thought. It's amazing. Um, I think my good friend Mike Peterson came up with the idea that, you know, or, or he coined the, the idea that, you know, it, the puppet is a thought in your hand. Right? <laughs> so, so the okay. hardest thing. The hardest thing to teach is, is how to take the thought that exists in the head, the subtext, the thought, the, the, and and have it project in through, however, however, into your hands and and into the object.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: it, it can be it can be taught. I think it's best learned. Uh, but for me, that's the hardest thing for for people to to grasp is how to how to move past the technical and into the. Um, that, that feeling that you get, you know, because a puppet can't exist alone. The puppet exists with, with the puppeteer. So the thought has to exist with the puppeteer. If there's absence of thought in the head of the puppeteer, there'll be absence of thought in the head of the, of the puppet. And you can make it look like the puppet has thought, but it still won't be the same feeling. And I know this because <clears throat> our performances are almost entirely for children. And they're the best audience. They can tell when you're not thinking. You know, they can tell when you're thinking and they can tell when that thinking is is moving into the object and and, and the object is actually thinking they can tell. And so we work really, really hard to make uh, to make the puppets uh, think, yeah. uh, and think and think and think for themselves. However, we have to acknowledge that the thought begins first up in the head. So the puppeteer has to always be be considering that. Thought. It's subtext that exists in the head and that's projected into the object.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Felix, I'm cool. not sure I answered your question, Felix, but uh, thank you for for asking. That's, that's, that's great.
0: Yeah. That was a deep one. That's great. Thank you. It's actually and,
1: fundamental. It's, it's, it's absolutely fundamental to what we do.
0: Yeah. Yes. And it's bring me the next one about definition. What is your own definition of a puppet?
1: I don't really have a definition of a puppet. Um, Tell you the truth, I, 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 I kind of resist a little bit definitions and 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 walls and and things like that. You know, I think, I think, I think we know we, we know when we see it. You know, I mean, I could tell you that in some way, a puppet is is like a, a fully formed object. But at the same time, you can pick up a stick off the street and that stick you can make come alive. It's an object. It starts as a stick. But at some point, if it's, if it's affected by human thought and human emotion and human gesture, it becomes a puppet. You know, no different than, <clears throat> you know, a child playing on a carpet with toys and dolls. The moment that child affects the object with sound, you know, it yeah. in some way becomes a some way becomes a puppet you know the challenge for us in our medium is to explain to the greater world what puppets are because we know what they are and then most people have the impression of puppets in their minds they they, they, they it's a hand puppet or it's a string puppet or a mouth puppet mostly in north america yeah. but the beauty of puppets is i look around this room and i have fully formed objects puppets you know and, yeah but i also have many other objects That are not puppets but they could easily become a puppet right all it takes all it takes is a is a little inspiration you know to turn this into not a pair of scissors but an object that has an object that has feeling and emotion it's that's it's fascinating it's crazy it's crazy (laughs) let's face it
0: let's face it it. we are crazy
1: (laughs) We, we, we walk about life trying trying to be normal but yeah, we do, normal, we do normal things like shop for groceries and things like that. But you know, in our brains, there's all kinds of stuff going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we stay creative in this time. So it's bring me the your perception of our art form. Do you feel we are in an ascension? Oh yeah, it's getting more popular, more appealing. I don't know how to.
1: Yeah, we work. are, and that's because I think there's a there's a there's a lust for it. There's a desire to find new ways of expressing ourselves you know I mean for so long we've been mired in the in the in the conventional uh, uh, script-based text-based plays with adults walking around talking to each other you know and that's gone on for a long time and there's some value in that you Mm -hmm. know a beautiful beautiful plays can be can can be based on on text and scripts but devised work using objects is really it's, it's curious. It's, it's, it's new. It's, uh, it's, of course, when I say it's new, it's, it's the oldest art form, performing performance art form in the world puppetry has gone on since we lived in the caves, but it's as a, as an organized art form. Yeah. As one that is now being taught and, 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 and used. Um, it's the most exciting that the problem I think is, you know, as directors in, in the industry, uh, find out about it. They want to use puppets in their plays, but they don't know how to use them. You know, Mm. they don't, they don't know how to, how to bring them to life. Mm, mm, mm. And they they certainly don't know how to direct them. So there's a frustration, I think that's existing in conventional theater, bringing puppets in and trying to use them in a, in a, in a conventional theater setting. Yeah. But, uh, but I think it's on, it's certainly on the rise. It's, it's puppetry around the world is, is booming and there's so many extraordinary people playing with the object and, and uh, expressing themselves in beautiful ways, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's quite an exciting time actually to be in this world.
0: Yeah, I have you, the same perception. I, I feel it too, that it's it's growing. I
1: In Quebec, I mean, there's so many puppeteers in Quebec. It's extraordinary. Yes, we, but when we, we multiply. With, when I began this, you know, in, in the 70s, there were very few puppeteers in Atlantic Canada, if any, you know, Mermaid Theatre was one of the few companies exploring, doing plays mm-hmm. with objects and puppets. And and now we have many, many people playing uh, mm-hmm. and experimenting and working with objects in theatre. Mm-hmm. So it's a very exciting time.
0: Yeah. I want to to go for the next question more personal about your goal, like with the art form for, for your career, for the future, what they are. <laughs> What you want for the future, Jim?
1: Survival.
0: <laughs> but you have this TV project. I want you to to maybe elaborate on this.
1: You know, these are changing times. We don't want to spend too much time talking about the damn COVID. But COVID has, you know, it's interesting. It's it's one of these things where we've gone through all the stages of grief. I think, and you know, initially it was shock. Mm-hmm. We lost all touring, you know, we lost everything and laid people off. And now now we're bringing people back and, and we're starting to work again. So what COVID has allowed us has given us the opportunity to uh, reevaluate what we do and how we do it and what's important and uh, how how do we want to apply this new knowledge. And so I'm very excited that, you know, here at Mermaid, we're starting a brand new a brand new world, you know. For so long, we've been a touring company, tour around the world regularly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that stopped completely. so now we're adapting to a new medium, like everyone, but unlike everyone we've we've started an actual television network, so here at mermaid, we have a network called mermaid TV and we're creating creating um, educational, promotional and entertainment programming here from our from our headquarters here in Windsor, and <clears throat> so each of us and some of us have been doing this a long time are are learning new skills. We're all and we're learning how to how to develop work for the medium that you're you're now on and uh, and that's really quite fascinating. You know the knowledge that we've gained over the years creating live theater it, some of it's is transferable, but some of it's not. So we're all going to back to school. And so coming to work every day is 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 totally different. So I mean I, as much as I'm I'm unhappy that we're all having to having to um, suffer through this damn pandemic, you know, there are some positive things I suppose we can take from it if we're willing to, yeah. if we're willing to work at it.
0: And and you are part of the willing people.
1: <laughs> well, we see, we've 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 had a lot of. Things times in the past when things times haven't been good, I'm sure every theater company has and every every individual performing artist, yeah. has. But I've always looked at those as opportunities, and so we learn from from those, and then we move on and we construct something new, or we shift focus, and that's what's happening now on a grand scale. You know, this is the this is the biggest obstacle that's ever been thrown our way and uh, mm-hmm. so how, how we respond to it I think is really important Yeah, in, individually as companies and as a community and so you know I'm as you know connected through Unima and and uh, we have our association here in Atlantic Canada and we connect now more than we ever have uh, because of social media because of Zoom and all those things have given us an opportunity to connect more we connect nationally and, and we connect more internationally now I can't go to Bali for the for the symposium and the and the Congress and the festival, which is really quite sad, and that'll happen again. But but certainly, we're the, the dialogue is continuing. We're we're constantly mm-hmm. talking to, to each other more than we ever have, I think, because of COVID. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I, I love this. Is so much wisdom that you just share about like it's it's your attitude toward the situation instead of like like yeah you have you You take it as an opportunity instead of s- staying in in grief, and we, I think we have all to to learn from that
1: I think you acknowledge the grief and you acknowledge the pain and and all that it's really very important but um you know yeah. i had a I had a very good really good friend pass away uh just two days ago and uh, you know it's it's times like that when you really reevaluate what's important, you know. And so the fact that I'm still here doing what I do and I'm blessed to do what I do and I'm very privileged and, and all those things, it's like, um, why wouldn't I do this? Why, you know, why? So I think we have a voice as puppeteers. We have a very important voice and it's, it's one that the world, we need to share with the world. So we have to believe in it and just keep finding new ways of telling our stories. And if digital media is the way currently, then let's bloody well do it. Because at some point we're going to get back on stage again. We're going, yeah. to gather, we're going to gather as humans again in the, in the Philippines and places like that. It's going to happen. Mm. You know, so and until that happens, we just got, got to keep the wheels turning.
0: Yeah. And people are curious. On the chat, we have Stephen who say, where can I find Mermaid Video online?
1: Hi, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find... Oh, that's... really. You can, you can go to Mermaid's website. Uh, we're going to have a platform there where a lot of the videos will be available there. Uh, so, and you can just go to mermaidtheater.ca, and on there you'll see Mermaid TV. It really isn't launched yet. It's going to be launched, I think, in January with a number of options, but it's it's still so brand new. And what we want to do is populate the TV network with a whole, with a lot of stuff. But still, we're, we're a skeleton crew here working as hard as we can. So, And yeah. you'll see my face on it periodically. So I hope that doesn't Bother you too much, Steve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I want to ask you um, the, um, yeah, the the yeah for the conclusion. I always want the puppeteers to bring a puppet. Or maybe you can do a little tour also if you want well, to. I, show you us. Show you,
1: I can show you my room. This is my office. Yeah. yeah. My friend hand puppet. It's just beautiful. I carved him back Oh, I don't know, maybe in late 80s. He just, I just love him. For some reason, he speaks to me. I put him on. And, and my good friend Mike Peterson in, in Toronto, he was one of the puppets he used to. And here's a couple puppets from an ancient show that we did a thousand years ago. Here's the Hungry Caterpillar. Can you see the Hungry Caterpillar? Yeah. <laughs> here's a little puppet that I made from um, in the Shedekamp. There's a beautiful festival called Le Micarem, and Micarem means mid-lent. And we go up there, and we and we put on masks, and we go around from house to house. and and um, Wow. And so people try to guess who we are. So I made little Micarem puppets. <laughs> that's so cool. Can you see all this stuff? Yeah. So my room yeah. is filled, but the uh, – Oh, my God. That's,
0: that's so cool.
1: One. That's little Colin here. And that's uh, his his godmother, and here's little Anna, pet. <laughs> I'll show you this one. This is um this oh. beautiful this beautiful woman. Wow. She's a, she's my grandmother. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's a beautiful uh, bun bunraku style puppet that I've used in uh in videos and on stage. Yeah. (gasps) Oh. The incredible artist Kate Church made those for us back in the day. Oh, we have this, and you know, at our headquarters, it's filled with puppets. I'm, I'm in my office. I should show you this mask. It's really quite beautiful, too. Yeah. Where is it?
0: Whoa. I'm not doing
1: this very well, am I?
0: It's good, it's good, good cameraman. You're good. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you learn, you learn. It, it's part of the training, social media. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so cool. And we, we have comment on that. We we have Steve who say, Hi, happy you're doing this podcast. And he say, many puppet thinking. Yeah. So <laughs> it is going with. But we have also Viviana who say, I really enjoy this interview i i talk uh with me <laughs> yeah the intimacy it's it's i think you your speech uh, vibrate t- towards the people who are watching and and kimberley said also about the the covid it has made me interested in puppetry you know and it's a way to connect with people on distance
1: absolutely and so i'm f- i'm free if anybody just wants to contact me, I'd love to enter a dialogue with them, and I'm sure you would too, Caroline, you know. With, uh, the thing I love about the puppet community is, is it's very open, it's, it's very accepting, and people are all there for each other, which is really quite, quite wonderful. A great community to be a part of, I think.
0: Totally, we, we recruit all the time new, new puppeteers, and we train them.
1: Yeah, we're, we open ourselves up, and what, whatever knowledge that we have, we like to share.
0: Yes. So if people want to contact you or, or see more of your work, Jim, where, where they should watch? Well, they, can, or...
1: they can come to the, um, the, um, website mm-hmm. uh, www.mermaidtheatre.ca and they can see Mermaid Theatre's performances and, and, and what we, you know, the training we provide. We also, it's really fascinating for, for puppeteers. We have a, uh, we, we offer mentorship here in our theater loft and we have people coming from all over the world to spend, reside here in a, in a space and we provide free mentorship while they're here mm-hmm. and a free space, we provide free space and a free mentorship. So if they're developing work using the object and they have a really good project they wanna want to play with or play on, then um, we, we welcome people, like I say, from all over. The, you know, next year, we already have a lineup of probably a dozen artists who are coming over wow. the year to play some from quebec where our first one is from uh, is from quebec coming in january oh. she's she's going to be here isolating for two weeks starting yeah. at the 28th and then she's free to associate with masks on so that's yeah. fantastic looking forward to having her here
0: yeah so cool and yeah you you make interest like people lucid want to contact you and she she do you train online? This is a good question.
1: That's <laughs> a really, you know, I, I do, I've done one workshop online, one puppetry yeah. workshop where I taught students at Dalhousie and they were in their apartments, in their living rooms, in their kitchen, and they were doing some work and I was trying to help them. I had a puppet here that I was helping them with, just teaching them basic uh, movement and, um, and breath and thought and yeah. all those things. Um, and so that, that was the only time. So, yeah, I'm sure it's possible. It's possible. Anything's possible. Just I think that the thing to do is is to start the connection and see what's see see what people want and and where yeah. to go from there.
0: What's the need and and how you could help? Mm-hmm. So cool, Jim. Thank you so much for your time. I, I, that Are was we amazing. We 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 have done the half hour. <laughs> Maybe people have questions. If you don't want to stop, just fill out question. Oh, but I. <laughs> I can ask you one one more about the future because the future is hard to predict, but uh, I want to know if you have a crystal ball and you can say where, like you see where will be puppetry in 10 years? <laughs> where
1: we will be?
0: Do you feel technology will get us or?
1: I, I You know what? I think it's as, as, it's as vast as the imagine, imagination you can again, you know, I'm a purist, you know, we can use as much technology in, in, as we want. And it, some of it enhances the work that we do. You know, I mm-hmm. assume at some point we're going to be working holograms and all kinds of wonderful things. But I, I don't think there's anything more wonderful than, than the intimacy between an object and a human. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a special relationship. And I don't care how much you don't need a lot. You don't need a lot of stuff. You just need that connection, that relationship. Yeah. You need an object and something, and a story to tell. Yeah. And everything else is just bells and whistles and trapping, you know. Yeah. Uh, at least that's a good place to begin. Think less about how much I need the big set I need, or the, and just think about you know creating a relationship with the object and let that grow into a big production if that's what's necessary. But, but for you, first of all, you got to have a good story to tell, and you got to have a reason to tell it, and you got to have someone to tell it with. So.
0: Yeah. We will go back to the essential.
1: Go back. Go
0: back to the basics. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Thank you. And and we, you will maybe have a phone call. Lucine said that she will contact you. So <laughs> you, you make connection right there. And, Brilliant. and Thank we you. have Dina who agree. And yeah, connection and story to tell. Thanks, so it's it's vibrate towards people who are watching. Thank you so much, Jim. Yeah, so this is uh,
1: very cool. I really, really enjoyed this. And thank you for including me in your podcast. And those of us down here in Atlantic Canada, we sometimes get lost. So it's really nice that you uh, you reached out.
0: Yeah. We need to to connect more and more. Yeah. Thank you for your time and your wisdom that was like (laughs) so so much good and uh, yeah so stay in the virtual studio i will just push you for a moment of the screen to do the the outro and we talk after okay okay bye bye jim (laughs) hey everyone thank you so much for watching and yes, it's Christmas, so I hope you will enjoy the Christmas time. Maybe you will build puppet for Christmas. Maybe you will have time with family. Maybe you will do a little Zoom with your nephews and niece and bring some puppets towards the to camera. So uh, yeah, I wish you all the best. Merry, Merry Christmas. And I will have another interview with uh, another Canadian from the West Side. So stay tuned to know more about it. So let's put this jungle because it's part of it. Oh yeah, and if you haven't watched the Patreon right there, don't forget to have a look on this because it's a lot of resource and workshop that we put for you guys because we want to make the community bigger and stronger as we are. Okay, have a nice evening. See you.